Welcome to 5x5 Crypto. Each week, we cover the so what of five crypto developments in about five minutes. My name is Afo, and I'm interested in crypto. Like and subscribe on Substack, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. I think you'll enjoy this week's episode. Let's go. Hey, y'all. So my wife and I recently drove out for a beach weekend getaway to celebrate my birthday. It was great to be by the sea, hearing the crashing waves and feeling the sand beneath my feet. I like to watch the sunrise on my birthday. I start the day with gratitude, I call my mom, and then I reflect on my purpose and aspirations. Recently, more than one friend remarked that crypto felt like a solution looking for a problem. They basically said crypto serves no purpose. I disagreed. What starts off looking like a toy can become big business. This week, I will highlight a couple solutions. Let's go. Number one, store value. During my freshman year at the University of Texas at Austin, $1 was equal to 130 Naira. My family lived in Nigeria. My parents were exchanging their hard-earned Naira for US dollars so I could pursue my dreams. Since then, it has gotten much worse. In Jan 2015, a dollar was 200 Naira, but by Jan 2017, a dollar was 500 Naira. So within two years, the effective cost had increased by two and a half times. This meant that a $10,000 tuition bill, which was equivalent to 2 million Naira in 2015, was now suddenly 5 million Naira in 2017. No one's income went up by two and a half times in just two years. The devaluation of the Naira has brought untold pain to Nigerian families and businesses. Here's a solution. Inflation and devaluation are the evil twins rubbing hardworking people of their purchasing power. One solution is to save in more stable assets like US dollars. Now, however, US dollars are restricted in some countries. So startups like Zend, in Nigeria and Reserve in Latin America are enabling families to preserve their purchasing power by saving in dollar-backed stablecoins. Look, one challenge with stablecoin deposits is that unlike banks, deposits are not all insured. Thus, if the provider failed, customers could lose their savings. Now, please do your own research and consider using a portfolio strategy of spreading stablecoin deposits across a range of providers. Number two challenge is instant cross-border payments. So my family is spread across three continents, right? North America, Europe, and Africa. And I often have to move funds between or among these regions for gifts, donations, or investments. It really is a pain sometimes. The three big pain points are cost, friction, and speed. Now, cost, let's just double click here because the World Bank has said the average fees to send money to Africa is 8.3%. It's the highest in the world. It makes no sense. I've previously touched on this topic before. Here's a link. Look, every dollar that goes to fees could have gone to more productive uses like the education charity I've recently founded. In 2020, we spent $46 billion globally on, on fees on, on cross-border payments. What if we could significantly reduce that number? So solution. I've tested out crypto solutions that enable instant, free or low cost 
cross-border payments. I've used the Bitcoin Lightning Network. I've used stablecoins. These technologies clearly outperform existing solutions like international wires. Now, recently, Meta, formerly known as Facebook, they launched the Novi Wallet. Now, this digital wallet uses stablecoins to enable free cross-border payments. In the future, it's a no-brainer. This wallet will be integrated into WhatsApp, Facebook, Instagram, reaching Meta's 2.8 billion monthly active users. I mean, this Novi system would easily dwarf PayPal and Cash App combined. Number three, play to earn games. So here's a problem. Millions of people in the Philippines lost their jobs as the pandemic slowed down the economy. Now, unemployment amongst millennials was really bad. It reportedly shot up to like 30% in some regions. That's really rough. Now, here's a solution. I recently watched the 18-minute documentary about the rise of play to earn in the Philippines. Here's a link. Check it out. So in Cambochuan City, Philippines, right, locals started playing Axie Infinity. It's a video game where players can earn rewards that can be exchanged for money. Look, everyone from a 70-year-old shopkeeper to out-of-work professionals, they all seem to be diving in. Why? Because locals could earn up to $500 a month. That's about twice the minimum age in the Philippines. So Active Infinity is a trading and battling strategy game. So users can purchase creatures called Axies, which are digitized NFTs. And the players can collect, you can breed, you can raise, you can battle, you can trade your Axies. And the game allows users to cash out their tokens into local currency. Look, there are three things you need to start playing today. You need a smartphone, you need high-speed internet, and you need the funds to buy your Axies. You need at least three Axies. Over the past year, the cost of acquiring Axis has just gone up through the roof. Today, it's over $500, and that means it's out of reach for many Filipinos. The great thing is this. The gaming community rallied together and developed scholarship programs where Axis can be rented out in a revenue-sharing model. I love it. So to be clear, like I don't think this game is the one solution to world poverty, but I love how it gives people an opportunity to improve their lives. I love how gaming reaching people who would otherwise not explore crypto. You know what? It's got me wondering. It's got me wondering about Nigeria. Like, could we see a big boom in play to earn gaming in Nigeria? I mean, let's face it. Nigeria has over 200 million people. Only six countries have more people than Nigeria. But get this, 62% of the population is under the age of 25. 33% are unemployed, 7% have access to the internet. This to me feels like a recipe for growth. So I'm really curious to see if um, we'll see over the next year or two, if play to earn ramps up in Nigeria and other African countries. Okay, let's get to some news real quick. So number one, El Salvador to build Bitcoin city. El Salvador, El Salvador, El Salvador. El Salvador is going to build this carbon neutral city with no taxes. I mean, there'll be no income, property, capital gains, or payroll taxes. There'll only be a 10% sales tax. That's crazy. I mean, I think they're really trying to attract a lot of Bitcoiners there. Now, the country is going to issue a 10-year billion dollar bond with a 6.5% yield. Now, half the money will be used to build a volcano, vo volcano geothermal energy. That makes it carbon neutral, right? And then they also build out some Bitcoin mining facilities and some more infrastructure for the city. The other half, which is like half a billion dollars, will be used to buy more 
Bitcoin that will be locked up for at least five years for this for the country of El Salvador. These are bull moves. Look, El Salvador is a poor country, aiming to be the Singapore of Latin America. I respect the hustle. I respect the bold moves. That being said, locals have raised questions about whether the president is overreaching in some of the things he's going after. Look, I don't know enough to have an opinion on this, but I am sensitive to to dictatorial tendencies, given my experience growing up in Nigeria. Number two, advertising making crypto ubiquitous. So Crypto.com recently unveiled a $100 million global advertising campaign. Like Matt Damon is now the face of, crypto, of Crypto.com. And they're featuring one of my favorite quotes, Fortune favors the brave. They also bought the 20-year naming rights to the storied Staples Arena where the LA Lakers play. FTX has not been outdone. They have been in heavily investing in sports advertising, like in basketball, they have the naming rights to the Miami Heat arena. In football, they're taking out ads for the Super Bowl 2022. In baseball, they run a ton of ads for the World Series. In Formula One, they're sponsoring the Mercedes team. All these investments are making crypto ubiquitous. But the question is this, is it actually working? I think it's great for brand name recognition, but I really don't know if this if the, any uptick in customers will actually cover the costs that they have invested. Let's see. Also, is the stadium sponsor curse dead? Look, between 2001 and 2003, 11 companies sponsoring sports stadia filed for bankruptcy. Ha. Huh. Okay, number three, Citibank to hire 100 crypto people. Look, Citibank is hiring beefing up the blockchain and digital assets division. Um, you know, it's not really surprising to hear this. However, we have to remember something. There are a segment of crypto people who are very pro-decentralization and not big fans of big banks like Citi. Now, in this hot labor market and a hot crypto industry, will Citi be able to get the talent that they need? Open question. Anyway, that's all I have this week. Thanks for sticking with me through this longer session, helping me to rant out. I hope you have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We all have lots of things to be grateful for, you know, given this crazy of all lived through. All the best. Bye for now.